Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Hello, you wonderful lot. How the devil are you? You've got a solo one with me today because I was reading in the papers this weekend, Britain's post-COVID recovery, and experts were assessing the scale of the challenge that basically lay ahead from education to NHS, mental health, justice, and they were speaking to a number of experts one of the experts was Roshan Daner and is a professor of clinical psychology. And basically was he was saying that the challenges presented by the pandemic are so complex and wide ranging that they can't be solved by health and social care professionals alone. And what he was saying was that basically there are only a certain amount of medical practitioners that the, the you know, and professionals that the, the the country has. And it's estimated that we need to support 100 million people who are going to need mental health support as a direct consequence of COVID because there's so many people that need the support and not enough resources. So in my small way, what I want to do is offer support to you guys, to you as parents and to your kids, because we need to step up. We need to support one another. Um, The resources are going to be stretched to the limit and we need to educate our children how to support themselves. There is such a rise, I'm seeing through my private clients, such a rise in anxiety, depression, social isolation, trauma, addiction, loneliness. It just goes on and on. And if we aren't able to help one another, then I do believe that the problem is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. So what I'm hearing from a lot of my clients and the people I'm speaking to is that, do you know what, it's pretty tricky going from the last year that we've had back into, let's call it, adulting again. I've been in my bubble and it's been lovely for me because I had my kids back for an extended period of time. Jack stayed for a three-month Christmas break and Alice's Christmas break turned out to be seven months and she just went back a couple of days ago. So I am sort of putting my head above the parapet and sort of going, oh, my God, I'm sort of now having to be that grown up again. I'm having to leave my bubble. And so many people are saying this. And so and and Alice was saying the same, you know, I've got to go back to just real life. And many of us, many of the clients I'm speaking to, many of the people I'm speaking to are just sort of saying this is hard. So a mentor of mine was sort of saying she went into, actually it was a buddy of mine, she was away at the weekend and she went into a coffee shop in an area she hadn't been into before and it was the first day that lockdown was opening 
And the woman who was obviously the proprietor said to her, I'm really sorry, we're all feeling rather new at this. It's a bit like a first day at school. We don't quite know what we're doing here. We've been doing this for 20 years, but it all just feels really sort of strange and we're all feeling a bit nervous. And that's how we are all, as many of us are feeling. We're worried about going back into the big wide world. If it's you going back into a job, if it's your child sort of trying to navigate sort of school and in-person events, it's hard. So I want to introduce you to five suggestions, five tips, five techniques that I know will help you or your children going back into the big wide world after this extended period of what I call hibernation. Question is, how is this showing up for you? What does it feel like? I know for me, it's a bit of self-doubt. It's the sort of feeling maybe that you're just sort of not really going to measure up. Many people are sort of saying it's it's something as simple as social awkwardness. I, I don't know how to converse with people face to face. I've forgotten how to do it, people are saying. Also, we are tending to set such high standards for ourselves. We are sort of negating the fact that we have been hiding away for a year or so. And we are expecting that we should just sort of launch ourselves back into socialising again, working again, commuting again, all those different sort of things. And we are berating ourselves for not getting it right. And I, I don't know about you, do you hear that sort of little in, inner voice? Oh, come on, pull yourself together. You should know what you're doing. Or don't be so stupid, you you know. And it's it's that inner voice that is really not being very kind to ourselves. And for some people, when these feelings start snowballing and getting out of control. We are faced with fear. We are faced with anxiety and panic attacks. Many people have never had an anxiety attack or a panic attack before, and it's scary if it's a first time and they don't know what to expect, whether or not it's worries, whether or not it's fears, whether or not it's the onset of depression, whatever it is. It's these feelings that maybe, you know, might be alien for, for many of us that this just doesn't feel right. So what are we going to do about it? I think the first thing is, is to acknowledge what's going on, to have a degree of perspective, to be kind to yourself. If your child, for example, was going into exams or a job interview or whatever it was, and they showed some nerves about this, you would placate them and sort of say, okay, well, are you prepared? And of course, nerves are normal and this is, it's allowed. It shows that you care. But sometimes we just sort of, oh, pull yourself together. You've been doing this long enough for us going back out into the big wide world. We've never done it this way before. We have never come out of a pandemic before. And we are needing guidelines. We are needing support. And if it's not there and if we are navigating this, if it feels like solo, then it's hard. So the first thing I think we must do is, I say this to parents all the time, validate your child's feelings. You know, I'm pissed off with so-and-so, right, okay, I'm nervous about this, right, okay, I am, you know, sort of upset, I am angry, I am fearful, I am hopeful, but, you know, whatever it is, acknowledge the feelings. We all need to feel as though we are heard, but sometimes we don't hear ourselves. Sometimes we do not give ourselves a bit of slack. So I would just stop 
When you notice these feelings, whether or not it's a voice in your head, when it, whether or not it's that sort of feeling of nerves in your sort of heart or your tummy and the butterflies, just acknowledge and be kind to yourself and go, oh, okay, I know what this is. I know why this is happening. And it's important for us to just give ourselves a break, in all fairness, and acknowledge, yes, this is what I'm feeling. I should not, you know, I don't have to be invincible. I don't have to get it right the whole time. It, it's it's allowing us the space to go, oh, okay, this is my feeling and this is okay to have that feeling or this is, you know, do, do you know what I mean? So it's just being kind to ourselves and acknowledging what's going on for us. Secondly, just do yourself a favour, okay, and just put perfectionism just for once on the back burner. Um, we are moving. Our comfort zone has been at home in our sweats, maybe doing loads of Zoom calls, but just hiding away. And now we are coming out into the big wide world again. Now, I know that it can be exciting for some people. Oh, my God, my first pint in a beer garden or whatever it is. But it's also it's also much more than that. And I think the thing is, is that when we move out of our comfort zone, well, our unconscious mind just has a hissy fit and it goes, no, 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 please don't do that. We're, I'm here to keep you safe. Let's just go back to what we're used to. And for what we're used to, we have trained our unconscious mind for the last year to stay safe. And suddenly we're pushing ourselves out there again. And we are expecting ourselves to get this right. We are expecting, come on, I've always done this. Come on, I used to do this in my sleep. But whatever, it be, be it your job, be it making a presentation, be it, I don't even standing at the school gates you know so some mums are sort of saying I just look awful or some people are sort of saying you know I I, I can't don't even feel as though I can string a sentence together some people are bereaved some we have to remember all this and everything that's individually and collectively we have gone through and so it's important to be kind to ourselves I keep saying this but let go of that perfectionism none of us are going to get it right first time and I know, I know that this is something as simple as meeting up with old friends. It's something as simple as, you know, sort of meeting your boss or as going for piano lessons or sitting at the, you know, whatever it is, getting on a train. And it's, it's many things that our unconscious mind has said, but two or three months ago, this wasn't safe. So why is it safe now? And so we, we are moving out of what was a very shrunken comfort zone and we are now needing to push the boundaries back again back to normality and yes it's going to be tricky so whatever the result whatever happens on your day-to-day -day basis applaud the effort that you have made applaud the fact that you have pushed yourself a little bit further i always sort of say you know just go for imperfect action. Just do whatever it is. Allow yourself a little bit of space. Allow yourself that it's okay to get things wrong. Progress is so much more important than perfection at this stage. So number three, be prepared. Whatever that means for you, whatever this the, the, the next step is for you. Um, uh, but both um, Ali and Chris, who are staying with us, they have they both got a, a new job in lockdown. And so 
soon they are going to have to go back into an office, <clears throat> excuse me, which in itself is going to be interesting for them. They're going to have to go back into commuting. They're going to have to sort of learn how to sort of use the tube again with new restrictions or no restrictions or whatever it is for them. But not only that, they are going to have to introduce themselves to a world um beyond Zoom and, and, and sort of video conferencing, they are going to have to meet their colleagues in person for the first time. And maybe you're going through that or maybe you're going through something different. But whatever it is, many of these things for, for us are feeling like the first time, the first time back at work, the first time going back to school, the first time sitting in a new class, the first time even talking to your crush. The, it doesn't matter what it is. It's It's... It's it's outside of our comfort zone and it's something that we are best, if we are prepared for it, we are best able to deal with it. So when you're about to embark on this new thing or maybe an old thing that you've forgotten how to do, does that make sense? I mean, whether or not it's teeing off on the golf course or whether or not it's going back to the gym or whether or not it's meeting up with your best mate that you haven't seen in months, whatever it is. Um, visualize how you want the result to be. See it in your head and and work out how best um, you could, the, the, the best result for you. Because when you start visualizing, we sort of stop escalating things in our heads and make it, you know, sort of make it, we look on the positives rather than negative. Well, we try and look on the positives rather than the negatives, but be prepared and visualize what you need. Oh, heck, do I need, I've forgotten where my hockey kit is, or I've forgotten, you know, where my briefcase is, for goodness sake, we haven't needed one for months. Or, you know, it's just working out how best to prepare yourself for the new norm, for getting back into adulting um, and and working out what you need to make this transition as smooth as possible for you. Maybe you want to meet a colleague in a coffee shop before, and so you can both go into work. Maybe you want to start the commute a little bit earlier so that the crowds are a little bit less. Maybe you want to, I don't know, drive to work rather than um, or drive to school rather than get the bus. Maybe you want to get your clothes ready the night before. Whatever it is, what is it that you can do to prepare yourself for these things to run smoothly? That's the question. So point four, find support. And as I said at the top of this episode, yeah, um, Many of the resources are stretched to the limit. I, I, you know, if you need um, support, I don't know, with, with anxiety or depression, speak to your nearest and dearest, speak to um, people that you trust, but do indeed speak to a GP, find the support that you need there. But if it's not um, a medical situation, maybe it's a sort of, you know, it, it, it well, it's, it's hard to say, isn't it? But Start start off by talking. Start off by 
understanding that you really, truly are not alone. I think everyone is going through some sense of apprehension as the sort of, you know, the gates are opening up and, and, and we are going back. I keep on saying adult adulting, but we are going back into the real world. And for many people, it's, oh, my God, I can't wait until I go on holiday and, and I can't wait, and, you know, and sort of till I go back to coffee shops and restaurants. I get that. That's, that's the fun stuff. But... It's also those people, maybe going, you know, if, if you're working in a in a restaurant, like the woman I was talking about in, in, in her own coffee shop, it's a new environment for everyone. It's a different environment. And we are all feeling it at some in some sort of shape or form a little bit wobbly. So you are not alone. And I promise you, when you start talking about it, um, it, it sort of lessens the enormity of what you feel that you're going through. So by just talking, you are empowering yourself, but you are also giving others permission to talk about what's going on in their head. Um, so chat to someone. And if you are struggling, mention it and sort of say, I don't know about you, but this feels really weird for me. And it was, oh, my God, yeah, thank goodness you've said so. But, you know, it's only when we sort of start normalising these nerves, these feelings of apprehension, the the fears, the worries, that which is all taught totally normal. I promise you this is totally normal because it is our unconscious mind, as I said, doing the, I don't want to do this. I've been in my comfort zone. It's been absolutely fantastic, you know, sitting on the sofa with the dog for X months. And now we're sort of working out, oh, my God, I've got to put work clothes on and and crikey they don't fit or you know I don't know what it is I don't know what it is that's worrying you but I tell you what someone else is having exactly the same worry and it was when Ali sort of said to me my daughter she's 26 she's going back into a job that she's had since within lockdown but she's going I'm, I'm gonna have to commute I'm gonna have to meet these people I'm gonna do adulting and I went yeah snap I'm worried about going into the big wide world as well. I'm worried about this, that and the other. And it's only when I sort of started voicing my own concerns that actually it made her feel better. It made her realise, you know what? We are all in this together. And that's what we need to remember. We are not alone. So maybe have, I mean, if you've got a little, if you've got a child that's worried about um, uh, about going to school, get a felt tip pen or a biro, okay? And and in the palm, it depends, you know, in the palm of their left hand, if they're right-handed, um, just draw a big heart and just tell them, look at that whenever you're feeling wobbly, because I love you dearly and I will be thinking of you too. And, you know, and maybe kiss that heart and just sort of say, I'm here with you. So whenever you're feeling wobbly, have a look at it. And I don't know if it works for you as an adult, but well, write one on your own hand and, and just know that we are all here to support one another because we need to find the techniques, the tools, the 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 strategies that just the little coping strategies that we need to support one another and to make ourselves feel safe and loved and less vulnerable does that make sense so it is 
it maybe you need to have a, an accountability buddy and maybe you need to sort of go, oh, my God, listen, I, I if I have a panic, can I phone you from the blues or can I just text you something or, you know, and, and whatever it is, or let me know how you got on. I can't wait to hear how it all went today. But just knowing that someone cares about you, the, the very fact that some, you know, I'll meet you for lunch. How does that sound? Just knowing that we are there to look after one another. It is so vitally important. And as I said, as I said before, we need to acknowledge our own feelings. But by talking, other people can acknowledge our feelings with us and for us. And when we feel heard and when we feel understood and when we talk about it, it normalizes everything and it puts everything into perspective. And we suddenly realize, do you know what? This is normal and this is not just me. So when you are opening up a tiny bit and being slightly vulnerable and showing people that you are a bit wobbly, maybe struggling, do you know what? You're helping others in their own struggles as well. I was speaking to a girlfriend of mine and she said, I've got to go and see my mother-in-law who I haven't seen in about six months, something like that. And I'm like, yeah, okay. She said, yeah, but it wasn't the best of relationships in the first place. And and now I'm going to have to sort of chat to her and I've got nothing to talk about. I mean, she said in the past, you know, whenever we met up, it was just sort of idle chitter-chatter and just, you know, sort of kept me going for, for an hour or so. She said, I've done nothing. I've got nothing to talk about. What the heck are we going to do? And the thing is, and I said, yeah, but hang on a minute. She's been stuck at home as well. So, you know, it's just, I said, think about other things. What can you talk about? What, what have you been watching on telly? What are your plans? What are you hoping for? What does, what what has she missed? How, go and have a look at, you know, ask her to walk you around her garden. Again, going back to being prepared. So rather than sort of sitting there and going, oh, my God, this is going to be a disaster. Well, sort of plan what's going on. But change the the. Big thing is is point five is change the narrative in your head because it's the sort of, oh, well, I'm going to be rubbish at this. I'm going to be awful. I don't want to do this. I can't, you know, just stop right there and go, oh, okay, right, stop. Change that. I call it the moaning myrtle in your head. Anyone that knows Harry Potter will know that voice of moaning myrtle. And we need to challenge our negative thoughts. We need to sort of say, come on, what evidence is here? And is it true? And is it right? So it's changing that narrative and working out what what's the reality here? What's the evidence of what's going on? And yet, if you are hearing the negatives, then flip it and find a positive. You know, it's, it's just... For, for this girl that was going back and seeing her, her mother-in-law, I said, just be grateful that she's here and she's sort of endured... In, in, endured lockdown on her own and and you know and it's just understanding that we've all got through this and we've all muddled along and we haven't had to be perfect and you know we we've we've sort of we've got out of the way of living what i would say the normal life of just rubbing along together we have been so isolated that socially it's going to be awkward for us. Of course it is. And maybe even acknowledge that and go, oh, well, I don't know what the heck we're going to talk about, but, you know, let's do and, and just make a laugh about it. Relax a bit. We, we 
try managing our expectations. As I said, let go of the perfectionism, but just challenge all these negative thoughts and go, well, at least we're here. And how lovely that we can go around the garden and the sun is shining or how lovely that I can. I've still got a job where even though this, you know, the presentation's terrifying me or the very fact that I'm going to, you know, whatever it is, the Kids are sort of, you know, they've just finished half term. They'll be going back into school again. And it's just showing them that, no, you're not the disaster that you think you are. No, you're not alone. Everyone else is feeling the same. Everyone, you know, those people that look super confident, believe me, are putting on a mask and are learning how to play the game. And part of that game is accepting that we are all going to be judged. Um, we are all judging. You know, you are judging someone when they take your order at a, at a restaurant. You are judging someone when they are sitting next to your car in the traffic lights and they peer in. You are judging me when I'm talking now. You are judging, you know, uh, we are always judging. Judging is, you know, it's, it's just, we make snap decisions. You know, we make snap decisions of... Um, you know, whatever's going on around us. Can I sit next to that person in on the bus? Can I? You know, we. This is this is what our our mind does. It's our our unconscious mind is permanently surveying the sort of the situation and the environment to see what is safe, to see what is okay. So yeah, just deal with it. We are all making judgments, and and it is perfectly normal. The thing is, what we do is we catastrophize and we go, well, what what happens if if that person doesn't think I'm good enough? What happens if that person thinks I look too fat? What happens if that person doesn't think I'm entertaining enough? What happens if that person doesn't agree? Oh, give yourself a break. What happens if that person isn't really thinking about you at all and they're more concerned about them, themselves? What happens if they look as though, you, you know, you're boring them and in fact they're just desperately trying to hold it all together themselves? Do you know what? This isn't always about you. And that's the whole point. We are so hell-bent on ourselves that we are not really paying too much attention in in anyone else so when you're worried about yourself they are they too are worried about themselves so what if i'm not good enough flip side of the coin is you are perfectly fantastic and adequate and wonderful just as the way you are embrace the messiness of it because probably the person that you're facing is feeling exactly the same what happens if something you know what happens if something bad happens and it well do you know what? We've just survived a pandemic. The very fact that you've listened to this is the fact is a proof of the fact that you have survived a pandemic. Is it over yet? No. Is the worst of it over yet? I jolly well hope so. So if you do a faux pas by saying the wrong thing, if you walk out of the I don't know, out of the house with stains on your jumper. Who gives a monkeys? You have survived and you are navigating what is a very tricky time for all of us. So do you know what? The sky isn't going to fall in if you get your words all muddled up. The sky isn't going to fall in if, I don't know, you freeze in the middle of a presentation or if you say something by mistake. Or It's going to be okay, but be kind to yourself and just say, do you know what? I am enough. I'm absolutely fine. These people are my good friends. These people are my colleagues or whatever it is. 
Brian Tracy said, uh, and anyone that follows me knows that I am a quote queen, you are not what you think you are, but what you think you are. Okay? You are not what you think you are, but what you think you are, which is basically your thoughts become actions, your thoughts become behaviours. So you need to support yourself and think more positively and to, um, I, I'm going to put in, in the show notes um, uh, uh, a handout that will help you, an exercise that will help you beat the negative thinking because that's just so important. It's so important. We We are navigating uncharted waters here and that's fine so we need to be as strong and as robust as we can be given the resources that we have so i want to give you i'm going to put a load of resources in the show notes to boost your confidence to help support you in um you know sort of when you're feeling a little bit anxious to help you think more positively because these are the techniques that we need to develop. So one of these, <laughs> when, you're, when you're down, wear your invisible crown. Always wear your invisible crown. And it's what I try and do when I'm feeling a bit wobbly, a bit insecure, a bit, um, just a bit at odds. And just put on a crown. Metaphorically, you don't have, well, actually, I, did post on Instagram me wearing a very, very sparkly uh, diamond-esque tiara the other day because it's all about putting on your game face. So wear your metaphorical crown, plonk it on your head, and then I want you to imagine, imagine an invisible thread which is coming right up from the base of your spine, threading all the way through your spine, going up through between your shoulder blades, up through your neck, up through your head. And as though you've just got your fingers on the thread of that invisible thread, the golden thread just above your, dare I call it, your crown chakra. And just lift that thread, that little bit above your head invisibly. Just stretch that thread above your head. And what you feel is that you are stretching your body. You are standing taller. You might be two or three inches taller if you're lucky enough. And that just tells your body, do you know what? I'm okay with this. I can, I can do this. And by wearing your invisible crown, by in embracing the messiness of you and putting your best foot forward anyway, just put, throw your shoulders back. Pull that golden thread from the base of your spine all the way through your body. Pull it up, pull it up, and just lift your shoulders back. Throw your chin up a tiny bit and just feel as you settle into that sort of new sort of position, you're feeling that strength and you're kidding your body. You're kidding it that actually you've got this, that you've got the confidence that you need. Because if you're all hunched up and you're all keeping yourself small, your body is trying to, and, and your mind will go, okay, we need to hide. But if you put your invisible crown on and you just say, do you know what? I'm going to put my best foot forward. I'm going to do the very best that I can today, or even the very best I can for the next half hour or the next hour or however long. Just 
Be kind to yourself. Acknowledge how you feel. Let go of all that perfectionism. Be prepared. Find the support that you need. Change that narrative in your head. Look for the positives. And always wear that invisible crown. Because t- I'll tell you what, my friend, this indeed is a bit of a game. So put your game face on. Let's go and hit that world between the eyes. I'm sending you much, much love. Take care of yourself. And if you need any support, hitch up with me on Instagram or message me at toolbox at kygraham.com. Much, much love. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.